question what's actually real the next time you answer your phone or message online or anything. It was a day like any other for Kathy Gross in her upscale Southern California neighborhood. That was until she got a call about her daughter and what kidnappers were going to do. It was a normal day until she heard a voice on the other end of the line from her teenage daughter. Uh, She just began to say, you know, they have me, they took me. Kathy is a mother so dedicated that she stays home. Her daughter and her husband are her world. Thankfully, Kathy decided she'd share her story to help educate others. Buckle up. It's wild. I live in Southern California. I live very close to the beach and in kind of a coastal suburb. And I'm a homemaker. I stopped working after I had my daughter 15 years ago. I worked for about 20 years before that. My husband is an architect. And yeah, we're a very happy little family. Our daughter is is really wonderful, and we just do a lot together, and we're very close. Okay, so how long ago was this? And just kind of take us through that first day. It was actually a couple years ago, so it's been a while. But, you know, honestly, it's it's something that I'm never going to forget. It's something that feels like it happened yesterday. I was just having a normal morning. It was in April. It was raining, and... I dropped my daughter off at school. She goes to a private school that has really excellent security. And you just drop her off and they kind of watch her go in and greet her through a small gate. And the gate closes at a certain time and that's it. There's no access to the campus. It's very secure. I dropped her off and I drove to a spin class that was about 20 minutes from the campus. And I took my class. I came out and got in my car and I was driving home kind of back towards school. My house is about five minutes away from the spin studio and my phone rang. This wasn't just any phone call. This one changed the lives of Kathy and her entire family forever. And it was a no caller ID. I actually took the call through the Bluetooth in my car. I just kind of pressed a button and said hello. And I heard a voice that sounded exactly like my daughter's. And I can't really explain that other than, you know, I think it might have been one of those things where, for instance, if you were just walking through the mall or walking somewhere and a little, you know, a child, your child's age, hey, mom, you just kind of turn. It just it kind of all sounds the same. But I heard a voice, just mom, mom, just like a panic. I thought it was my daughter, just really panicked. And I said, yes. And uh, she just began to say, um, you know, they have me. They took me. I'm in a van. I don't know where I am. And I was speechless. I did not respond. I just, you know, this is all happening within seconds. And I'm continuing to drive down the street. Again, she said, Mom, Mom. Kathy didn't know at the time that what she said next was a mistake. And I said, oh, my God, Jordan, where are you? And when I said Jordan, they wrote down her name. I know that now. And I said, oh, my God, Jordan, where are you? I, I'm in a van. There are no windows. I think we're on the freeway. And then I heard kind of a, a scuffling, like somebody grabbed the phone. What the man said is every parent's nightmare. Just a very menacing man's voice with an accent that I have never really been able to place. He said, is this Kathy Gross? So he knew my name. 
And I said, yes, it is. And he said, you better listen up, Missy. We have her. You better not call the police. You better not do anything. That's when the scammer made a mistake that raised a big red flag. He said, we have him. So this person thought my daughter's name, who is Jordan, which is, you know, commonly a boy's name, made the mistake of saying we have him. Kathy had to decide if the mistake was valid enough to dig deeper. So just in that moment, it just with the security at the school and then that mistake, there was just a little bit of, you know, I had some doubt. The mother had a split decision to make. Stay on the call with a kidnapper or take the chance of putting him on hold to find out if her daughter was actually in school. And I thought, if I hang up and I call the school, they'll be able to very quickly confirm that she's in class. And if this is really true, they're going to think that I just dropped the call and they're going to call back. So I took the chance and hung up and called the school. It should have been easy enough to clear up, but it made her fears worse. And again, this is just all happening within seconds. I'm, you know, very distressed. And I called the school and, you know, I just got a phone call that somebody has Jordan. I need you to confirm that she's in class. And they put me on hold and I remained on hold for what was too long of a time. In reality, it wasn't that long, but it was long enough that I felt like something was wrong. It, it, it was longer than if they had just called up to the classroom and the teacher answered, oh, yeah, Jordan's right here. So I had a choice to make whether I turned right to went back to go back to my house and actually put some real shoes on. And I was soaking wet from this class. And I just kept heading towards the school. And now I'm really starting to panic. And I called back and started screaming, you can't leave me on hold. And the lady that runs the front desk at the school said that she was going to transfer me to the head of middle school. So then I felt like something was definitely wrong. And as I'm driving, my phone is ringing and it's no caller ID calling on the other line. I don't want to hang up at the school because I think at any moment they're going to pick up and say she's fine and I don't want to take this call. So I stayed on the line and I was on hold with the school for at least 10 minutes. And I was just driving like an absolute maniac in the rain. I was sitting at a a red light that's right, right near the school. Up to this point, Kathy has been dealing with this alone. Now she adds her husband to the fold. And I called my husband and was screaming with his secretary. You know, somebody has Jordan. My husband got on the line. Have you called the school? And I was just screaming that they can't find her because that was my only explanation that they would just leave me on hold. It turns out Kathy's daughter was missing because she was a good girl getting a little extra help from a teacher. And they couldn't find her. They couldn't find her because she was not in the class that she was supposed to be in. She had stayed later in her English class to sit with her teacher for a few minutes and she was late for P.E. That's when the day turned unforgettable for her daughter. And she ended up coming down the stairs with a slip to get back into class saying, I'm late. Imagine you're in the seventh grade and this happens in between English class and P.E. That transition was traumatic enough for me. By this point, Kathy was absolutely exhausted, mentally and physically. And the entire school at that point was on lockdown. They were, uh, you know, they had the security out and they had incredible security and they were just searching for her, panicking themselves. So crazy. That they couldn't find her. (sighs) So I just came screeching into the school on two wheels and didn't even park and just slammed the car and just came running in and they ran outside and told me that they had her. And I just kind of fell to my knees and just, you know, was just sobbing and they brought her to me. And it was, it was quite an ordeal. 
definitely something that, you know, made me feel like a victim, um, something that was with me for a very long time afterwards, something that's still with me. Did they call back? And what happened then? No, I, they called twice. It might have been three times as I was on my way. And then I just never, they never, they, I think they figured out that I was not going to, you know, participate in, in their scam. After the fog of what happened, Kathy went to get help. I then went to the police department and just drove right to the police department after I left the school. And they didn't even take my name down at the police department. They just said, well, just be glad that you didn't send money because the whole goal is to keep you on the line thinking that they have your child until you go and do a wire transfer to some account in Mexico or wherever they want you to send it. She didn't send money, but she's from a wealthy part of the country and knows people who did to save their child. And there are plenty of people here locally in Laguna Beach and, you know, some more affluent areas around here. I'm not saying my area is affluent, but, you know, it is kind of an affluent area. And they um, have been a victim of this crime. There's been many around here. So they've actually physically driven and transferred money. And a lot of those people do not want to talk to the press, don't want to talk to anyone that wants to interview because, you know, they feel that they were taken advantage of. And they feel stupid. I hate this. These poor parents. On top of going through a horrific experience trying to protect their child, they feel embarrassed. They were trying to protect their child like every parent should. And no one is immune from scams. But it's very convincing. It's a very realistic. It's a huge FBI investigation that's going on to try to find these people. And they say things that are very convincing. You know, we're going to start chopping off fingers. You hear a kid screaming in the background. I've heard a lot of stories. This scam didn't target the parents, but the sister. They said her brother had been in an accident. They needed her to describe him. A family that was targeted where these scammers called the daughter and said, your brother has been in an accident. And she gave them a full physical description, his car, what he looked like, the clothes he was wearing. And then they contacted the parents. And with that information that she had given, they were able to get money out of them. The quickest way to send someone into a tizzy in a panic is to say they have their child. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's every parent's worst nightmare. So I was just lucky that they made that mistake with her name and that um, I knew that she was in school. I just kind of knew that. If they catch somebody that doesn't know exactly where their child is, I've heard about that happening. Get somebody on the line that, you know, doesn't know, you know, maybe they're, child is with a friend or they don't, they're not someplace as secure. It's really terrifying. We touched briefly on the fact that Kathy went to police. I didn't get much assistance from the police, but I did reach out myself for the next couple weeks to every single media outlet I could think of and all the schools. And my daughter's school eventually sent out a warning to all the parents and through my efforts to get the word out, I was connected to a um, detective in the Laguna Beach Police Department that had been handling the virtual scams that were popping up in his area. And he put me in touch with some of our local media. I was able to get a really great article published in the Orange County Register. And there were some, some other things that happened. A year later, that same detective called me and said, we've had two more people that fell victim to this scam. Would you be willing to talk to the press? So it just kind of grew from there. And I, it, it was on the Today Show. And 
it was um, all over our local news. So I think a lot of people are much more aware of it than when it originally, when it first happened, when it happened to me the first time. I, they were just, it was just this unbelievable thing. But now you hear more people, they know that it's happening, unfortunately. And what do police think? Do they think that you were targeted or that they just randomly picked numbers and happened to get yours? Well, there's a lot of information about that. They actually arrested, there was a big arrest that was made a while back. It was actually Mexican prisoners that were bribing guards for phones and just randomly calling, um, finding information on social media. Um, you know, I think they're, that there's, you know, they're hacking accounts, maybe just getting people's names and phone numbers from some source. Um, we, my family, this is what I think happened. My family, we went to Mexico. Um, and we stayed in a resort in Mexico with another family that had a timeshare there. And I believe that they took our information from that resort. And the reason I think that is because there was another family that we were traveling with that had kids and the same thing happened to her. And I just think it's too much of a coincidence. She had almost the exact same situation happen, but she knew where her son was. So I, I think it's, you know, it's information that's out there. You know, they would just have my name and that I had a young daughter. And that's all they would need. And my phone number, which, you know, that resort, they had that information. So they, you know, just start calling and see who they're going to get, who they're going to trick. Well, in a lot of Facebook pages, all that information you just listed would be on their Facebook page, even their phone number. And they had a daughter. A lot of people put all that on there. Right. It would be that easy. Yeah, I don't think it's really tough for them. And what was your daughter's reaction when she saw you? Because she didn't know what was going on at that point. She was probably like... Well, she thought she was in trouble. I mean, it's it's funny to hear her side of it. I mean, she was just walking down the stairs and all of a sudden, you know, the principal and the head of middle school and all these security guards and they've all got their walkie-talkies and we found her. And then they, you know, she just thought she had done something terribly wrong. And then they just kind of explained what had happened. And she was just, I think she just felt really bad for me. Um, One of the hardest things about it was I felt I, when I left the school and I left the police department, I was exhausted. I mean, physically exhausted. I had to lie down. I think I fell asleep for like two hours. I was just, it was like I'd been through some sort of major trauma. That's what it felt like. And I felt that I had been victimized. I felt like somebody had done this terrible thing to me and gotten away with it without any repercussions. And I just kept thinking, this is going to happen to somebody else. And somebody else is going to go. And I have to tell everyone. It was it was just like a compulsion that I felt I had to get get the word out about it. So I spent a couple weeks just doing everything I could to let as many people. I told everyone. I mean, I was in a meeting with the my husband and I with our accountant. I told that group of people. I stood up in front of a spin class and asked for the microphone and told that group. I just felt like I had to tell everyone. And I think that was just part of my processing what had happened. But it does feel like you're a victim of a crime. That's what it feels like. Because it's, I mean, just imagine thinking that your kid is in a van speeding away from you. You know, even for 30 seconds, that's that's a lot for a parent to handle. And that's what I thought was happening. So it was traumatic. 
it was not good. And I, I actually did the other podcast at the FBI headquarters in, um, I think it was, I want to say Pomona. That's where it was. And they have a whole big investigation going on. I mean, it's, it's something that they're taking very seriously and they are making arrests. And they came in and told me, a couple of detectives came in and told me that, that, you know, we are working on this and we do have arrests that are being made. So Hopefully it will not continue, but, you know, they're always coming up with new things. Yeah, unlike the romance scams with a lot of the scammers in Nigeria, it sounds like these scammers are in Mexico, and the U.S. and Mexico work a little bit more closely together as far as the governments do. So that may be one reason they're able to make actual arrests in this kind of a scam. Yeah, that's true. So if you get a phone call like this, police recommend that you hang up immediately, drive to your local police station. The longer you stay on the phone, the more likely you are to send the money right away. And that's what the scumbags are hoping you'll do. The more I delve into the world of scams, the more I see how easy it is to get sucked in. Now, since this interview, I've been thinking, how do you know that anything is real? Just last week, I got a call from the doctor's office asking for my credit card. And I did it without any questions. So I've busted several scams in my personal life recently. Here's just one example. My best friend Amy came up to see me from Houston recently. We were talking about this guy we haven't seen since high school. Amy says, he just friend requested her on Facebook. I took one look at the picture and knew it was a scammer. I wish I would have recorded the phone call, but after a few glasses of wine, we called him. I said some things to him that only our old friend would know in a not-so-nice manner. The scammer ended up hanging up on us. It was too close to home for me. A perfect example of how we can all fall prey. Amy and I hadn't seen this guy in more than 20 years. Predators are everywhere. For example, a friend called me a couple months ago and said she met a man in person after meeting him online. She told me she was going to take it slow because his wife died several months ago. My reporter brain asked what happened to his wife, and she said it was murder. I asked my friend if they had a suspect, and she said, no. Of course, the husband is always suspect number one, so I told her to be careful. If you have a story like this about any kind of scam and you'd like to share it here on the Scammer Stories podcast, you can email me at scammerstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Scammer Warriors.